0: Hey there, my name is Roy and I'm the lead pastor here at Arthur Pentecostal Assembly. I'm so glad you've chosen today on Easter Sunday to join us for our online service. Well, there was a retired teacher that decided that she didn't want to spend her years just sitting around idle. She wanted to have an impact in her community and she wanted to be able to do something. So she signed up to be a volunteer at a local children's hospital. Well, one morning she got the phone rang she got her first assignment. She was going to be teaching a young boy grammar. She talked on the phone to his his classroom teacher, and the classroom teacher explained that when he went into the hospital, that he'd been working on nouns and adverbs, and that's what she's going to be doing with him. So the retired teacher wrote down the boy's name and wrote down his hospital room number, and she headed to the hospital that day. When she arrived, she realized in that moment that she was going to be teaching a young boy in the burn unit. And mentally, she was not prepared for this. See, she'd imagined that maybe the boy she was going to be teaching had a broken arm or a broken leg or something. She wasn't prepared for for the look or the smell of burnt human skin. She also wasn't prepared mentally to tutor someone who was in that level of pain. So she stood at the door of the burn unit. She wanted to turn around and go home. But something in her compelled her to stay. And so she walked into that unit. She found the room. And she found the boy and sat down by his bedside. And she stammered out, I'm your tutor. I was sent by your teacher to to help you with your grammar. And she began to teach. Well, the next day she got up that morning and she arrived to teach some more. And a nurse ran up to her and said, what did you do with that boy? Well, the teacher began to apologize when the nurse cut her off and said, no, 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 you don't understand. We've been really worried about him over the last few days. His his condition has been deteriorating because he'd completely given up hope. But ever since you were here with him yesterday, his whole attitude has changed. And he's fighting back and responding to the treatment. It's as though he's decided to live. What did you do? Well, when the nurse later questioned the little boy, she said, or he said to her, I figured I was doomed, that I was going to die until i saw that teacher a tear began to run down his face and he finished but when i saw that teacher i realized that they wouldn't send a teacher to work with with me on nouns and adverbs if i was a dying boy would they well hope is a powerful word hope is what keeps people going hope gives people purpose it literally saves lives For the jewish people of jesus time they lived in an incredibly dark period of history however there was a glimmer of hope in this dark world that even though the 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 roman government ruled over their land even though they felt like slaves within their own borders even though just to practice their faith to any degree they needed to seek the approval of the roman empire there was hope that things wouldn't always be this way yes the government was corrupt yes even many of the leaders had been corrupted it was frustrating it was infuriating it was disheartening at times but god's word had promised that there would be one who would come and save his people but it had been many many years since anyone had even heard of god or seen god or seen the move of god it seemed like he was silent It seemed like maybe he didn't care and while many had lost go- lost hope that god still existed a good many kept their eyes towards the hill. That the long-awaited Messiah that had been prophesied so many years ago would show up. They believed that this Messiah would be a powerful general, an armyed commander, like King David. That he would arrive, and when he did, he would raise up an army that would, that would overthrow their, their captors, the Romans, once and for all. That Israel would then be the, the world power once again. Their hope was in freedom. Their hope was in a coming kingdom. Their hope was that someone would show them how to get rid of these restraints and these these, these shackles that they had that were on them. Their hope was in this Messiah. Now, their hope was in the right things. But what you discover is God often works on a different scale than we do. You see, the Jewish people, they wanted to be free from their physical masters, their physical restraints. They wanted Jesus to bring about a physical kingdom on earth so Israel would rise again. But God was working on a whole nother level. God was going to release them from their captors. But the captors wasn't the Romans or Greeks or any other nation that could suppress them. It was their own sin. See, a perfect, a perfect and holy God has to separate himself from our wrongdoings. But God doesn't want to be separated from us. So our sin creates this chasm between us and God. It hampers us. It ties us to our shame. It ties us to our regrets and our own consequences. And ultimately, it puts, us, it puts a gap between us and eternity with God. But God had a plan. He sent Jesus to free us from all of that. God also wanted to establish a new kingdom, just like the Jews had hoped for, but God's kingdom was not physical, it was eternal, it was heaven. And this kingdom and freedom was not just for the Jews, it was for all of mankind. And so this, the Jewish people of Jesus' time held on to hope, but often what we hope for pales in comparison of the reality God wants for us. You see, often we think of God, we think of him as this cosmic uh, judge or this cosmic killjoy waiting for us to step in a line so he can punish us, like he wants something from us. But God doesn't want something from you. God wants something for you. See, I don't know how long it's been since you've been in church, or maybe you've never been to church in your life. Maybe you're watching and you have this idea of who God is, but there's a good chance that the God that you're trying to avoid or the God that you've turned your back on may not be the actual representation of God. Can I challenge you today? Take a risk and open yourself up to look at God once again with fresh eyes. Most of you likely heard this, this very famous verse, John 3:16 says for this is how god loved the world he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life see john who wrote this 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 verse john who wrote this manuscript of the called the book of john he'd tell you i watched him i watched him while he was here on earth i'm just a simple fisherman i don't even know why he chose me uh, but he chose me to be one of his 12 disciples And for three years i got to travel with him i got to i had a front row seat to watch god in human form interact with the world a a sinful world nonetheless here's what he didn't do he didn't teach us to stand on the side of the road with picket signs he didn't spend all his energy protesting the sin in the world he didn't spend time guilt tripping every person that lived an ungodly life no he actually believed that love could overwhelm even the darkest of evils. But then John writes this in John three seventeen, a not-so-famous verse. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Now, let's make no mistake about it. Jesus isn't okay with your sin. And we know, we know from the interactions that he had with everyday people, he... He hung out with robbers. He hung out with prostitutes. He hung out with some of the most ungodly people. But when he spoke to them, he spoke with compassion. He he spoke with so much compassion that when he left you, you felt like he called your sin, sin, but he loved you. And he was in your corner. You walked away feeling like you weren't condemned, but you were loved. For some of you, you've maybe never heard this before. and You need to hear this. But God loves you, no matter what you've done. No no matter if you've avoided God, no matter if you've even cursed him, even if you've turned your back on him at some point, he loves you. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. See, I'm not sure what Easter is for you. I'm not sure what that that represents in your home. For some of you, Easter is just a a well-deserved day off. A holiday where you spend some time with family, maybe you have an Easter egg hunt, and a big family dinner. Those are all great things. For some of you, Easter's that one day that you go to church or you, you watch church. For some of you, Easter's somewhat irrelevant. But Easter, without understanding God's love for you, is incomplete. Easter is the ultimate representation of hope. That even though I'm a mess-up, that even though I do some things I'm not proud of, that God's not waiting to bring the hammer down on me, He wants more for me. He is waiting for me to turn to Him with humility and admit my wrongdoings. Easter is the story that God sent Jesus. To take my sin, take my shame, and to give me freedom. Not to condemn me, but to save me. You see, if the wages of sin is death, and death is what I deserve when I do wrong, God chose to, take the, the, to fulfill the full payment with Jesus in our place on the cross. He loves you too much to condone certain actions in your life. He loves you too much to let you continue to make the same bad decisions over and over again. He loves you too much to spend eternity without Him. He's waiting. So, no matter how far you think you've strayed, all it takes is one simple decision to turn towards God as He's waiting with His arms wide open. That's what Easter's about. It's about hope. That God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that you and I can have the gift of eternal life and not just eternal life but a life here on earth that is lived to the fullest without guilt without shame without the consequences of, of poor decisions today there's hope right now for you there's hope Hope beyond this world. Hope beyond COVID. Hope beyond what we see on the news. There is hope. My hope is found in Jesus. Let's pray. God, this morning as we celebrate Easter all around the world, there are many, many people right now that are just celebrating the fact that On this day, the greatest event in human history took place. That your son died on the cross for the sins of of humanity. So that we wouldn't have to pay the price ourselves. That there would be a way for us to reconcile our relationship with you. And spend eternity with you past this life. So God, I pray for those that are out there today that are, they've heard about you. Maybe they've heard some false things about you. I pray, God, that you would give them the courage to give it another shot, to seek you without all the outside influences and see who you really, truly are, God. That they would discover your love is just so huge. Discover that you you don't want to come down and condemn them. You sent your son to save the world. And God, I believe that you sent your son so that on this earth we could we could mirror his love to those around us that that love can overwhelm even the darkest of evils and so god i pray for those that have never made a decision to follow you that today would be their day and that they would reach out and they would find someone around them that is a is a believer and and and, and just share that incredible news that they've made this life-changing decision and so, God, I pray that this Easter we would see you for who you really are. And that through that we would restore hope. Amen. Well, if you've you've joined, joined us this morning, and again, if that's a decision you've never made to follow Jesus, I can't stress enough how what an incredibly important decision that is. If you'd love to have somebody to ask questions to or just someone to walk with you in this journey, send me an email, roy at myapa.ca, that's Arthur Pentecostal Assembly, myapa.ca, and I'd love to interact with you and, and be part of that next step in your journey. Have a great Easter.